0: Am I the only person not wearing a tank top?
1: I know it's, it's hot as hell. It's too hot. Fix
0: it and just take
2: your shirt off. Yeah, you got to show some of the wet nips.
1: Well, you missed it, yeah, because Micah decided to take his shirt off like mid-episode, and me and Micah were like,
3: "We didn't complain."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, it's, "I'm not like I'm not mad at it."
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Micah, Micah's what did he say? Pepperoni nipples.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. Happy Fourth of July, my mutant goons! And with me today, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts: my boo boo Mikey, hello, Jason, and Doug, who we have not heard from in a little bit, and really excited to have them on this episode. Boys, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hello.
2: Hello. Hey, I think we all said hi already, buddy. Oh. Hey, <laughs> hey, mutant goons from beyond.
1: Yes, everybody loves to interrupt my intros like the new bit now. I'm so excited about it. No one would ever do this to Jake. I just want to kind of pepper that in. So, anyways,
2: well, basically, we look like the Supreme Court here. So that's kind of how it is. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man. <laughs>
1: What rights are we going to take away today? Yay. Well, happy 4th of July, everybody. So this episode's airing on 4th of July. We're actually recording it on Thursday, the week before. So hence why nobody's wearing any flag paraphernalia, right?
0: That's the only reason. That's the only reason.
1: <laughs> what better way to kick off? Well, before we get started, let's you know go around the room really quick. Is there any anything that anybody would like to discuss? Is there anything new that somebody was you know watching this week that I had a good time with and wanted to just share with everyone before we get started?
2: Well, the reason I haven't been on for much episodes is that uh, we're we're near completion on Trash Juice. I got to film a few more things. A possessed squirrel hand puppet. So a few more things here, and uh, yeah, that should be out by October. As for things I watched this week, I did watch Girls Night Out, which is available on Arrow, but I'm sure within a few weeks, it'll be on Tubi for free. So it's a cool little slasher in a teddy bear costume uh, with with steak knives for claws. So that was really cool. Sorry, I saw
0: that on YouTube the other day. I was slashing. I've got it saved in my uh, watch videos for later. Is it good?
2: I like it a lot. Yeah. And it's the first sex scene I ever seen where they do a Dutch oven. And the guy farts on the woman.
1: Well, that sounds so romantic. Been there. Oh, God. I don't, don't even begin with that. Okay. So that's exciting. Anybody else want to share any media or anything they've been going through?
0: I've just been crushing Brooklyn Nine-Nine here recently. I don't know <laughs> why. Uh, <laughs> i, I, I never love brooklyn
1: 99 you never finished it it's no i so- never
0: for whatever reason i just didn't watch the last season when it came out and i just kind of forgot about it because there's just so much content constantly out there you just forget about a tv show and it's just you just forget about it forever
1: oh you know what we haven't finished it either that's so funny that you just said that i just realized i haven't finished the new season either yeah. <laughs> <It's so sad.
0: laughs> cabin Holt is the best part of the entire show
1: Oh, he's the best him. I love Terry Crews. And then, um, obviously, you know, Andy Sandberg and then Santiago, which is, you know, me and she's <laughs> one of my admins. She's like, you know, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're just like Santiago. I'm like, I know, but I know that's not a compliment. <laughs> so, How
0: many Trapper Keepers do you have?
1: I have a lot of binders. Well, I don't use binders. I just use the notebooks, as you can see. So.
3: Legal pads. <laughs>
1: Mikey, anything you want to share?
3: This show keeps me pretty busy with watching stuff. So everything I've seen has been for the show. But I did start a book called Creature by John Saul. That's pretty interesting. I have no idea what it's about. I'm about halfway through. I think I have an idea what it's about. But has anybody read it? I know we have some readers here. I haven't read
0: it. No, is that? I've seen it, though. Is that an older book? Or did it come out recently? I think it came out in 89. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's one. Of, I think I saw it in paperbacks from hell. Have
3: you read that? Isn't that just where they, like, review paperbacks with, like, pulp couplers
0: yeah like all those old horror. it's really good but I think I remember seeing that one getting mentioned in in, uh, that book which is a lot
3: of fun it's a good coffee table book yeah I bought it from half price books and I swear I can't find anything to support it but I swear disturbing behavior is heavily based off this you think I'm just saying
1: well that's actually really interesting that's a really good movie and I've been wanting to do that so maybe we could like juxtapose that with the film you know well
3: this is something i also found out that disturbing behavior has like a super violent cut that they refuse to release so it's out there somewhere apparently it was a lot darker than it was originally
1: it's it's pretty nasty though there are times where they're like going into their yeah shit and stuff so i mean it's a good one it's a good one but i know that you guys were talking about doing a segment on you know any kind of horror novelizations or anything like that so if anybody is interested in any of that slasherspod at gmail.com or you can email me a slasherspod at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts about that. So since we are in 4th of July, yay, happy B-Day, America.
3: <laughs> Even if you're not feeling very patriotic, we'll still <laughs> okay. do a little hurrah for each other.
1: I'm trying to be very positive, bringing good vibes this way.
3: Remember what George Bush said on Harold and Kumar, you don't have to love your government to love the country.
1: Yeah,
2: just be patriotic. Go, go uh, tap the guy's foot in the men's airport bathroom, get a blowjob by a politician, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Ugh, actually that's
2: only. probably
1: <laughs> going to happen. So, oh, you know what? Okay, so what, which one would you want? Because you know who's, and he's a Republican too, but Paul Ryan. It's always the Republicans.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Paul Ryan. <laughs>
1: Paul Ryan's adorable. Is I used, that the well, one that was
3: supposed to be VP?
1: Yeah, VP yeah. with um, Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. they, they were. So, they I didn't vote for them, but they were very handsome. And I well, was Paul like,
2: Paul Ryan is now DP with with, with Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mitt Romney is kind of a fox. He's also a huge Reggie's Machine fan, which I was like, "Have you listened to any of their lyrics? They hate you." <laughs> like,
1: well, R- Mitt Romney is actually one of the few Republicans that has been like fighting the party, and he's been getting so much shit. So I still follow him because, like, he'll say something, and then you'll see all the really right-wing people talking all this shit to him and all his comments.
3: I know. Um, I feel sorry for him because he is—he is turning into one of like. The good ones, like we need to hang on to that kind
2: of Republican.
1: Yeah, like remember when pro- Republicans weren't that bad. Like Yeah. Well we now it's either like that?
2: Mitch McConnell is like the first thing that comes to mind. We're gonna buy
1: how he's gonna be dead soon. So when that day comes, we will we shall declare a national holiday.
2: He'll probably be dead when he's given some guy a gobbling uh using his gobbler as a job They're <laughs> gross. <laughs> Um, speaking of
3: these monsters that are in our country
1: yes oh yes (laughs) so we actually have cryptids or they, they could be real we do have monsters in the in this country we have a lot of folklore and so mikey had suggested that we do the scariest monsters in America and it's actually a to be exclusive as Doug loves they're his favorite (laughs) and so we decided that we were going to actually go through and they did a countdown of the scariest cryptids throughout the country now what I thought was interesting with this one was that they did mention other ones like every time they mentioned a cryptid from a certain state they would talk about some cryptids that were very similar from other states so I did notice and I was very offended that Florida was not on this list.
3: That's Florida is a fucking monster in itself.
2: Yeah. Well, they should have had bath salt people. <laughs> bath salt <laughs> zombies.
1: That's what I was saying. I mean, we have enough going on here that there's like, I mean, I guess they're not cryptids.
3: Well, a cryptid by definition is an animal that has not been proved by science. Florida has been proved by science to be fucking crazy. That's why it's not considered a cryptid. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean what, the cryptid, old people with shotguns saying your music's too damn loud, or alligator boys. I don't know.
3: I feel like Bigfoot
0: or the skunk ape in Florida would just be like wearing a MAGA hat and have a face tattoo. Like that's <laughs> that's the Florida Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> oh, it is, it is. That's so sad, and it's true because if you go to like Jacksonville or you go like the further north you go, the more southern it gets. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing here. I'm in, and I'm in central Florida, so for people who don't know where Orlando is, it's in the very middle, but. We're pretty much, you know, like in the mid, like there's no, there's rednecks here, but it's not like, they, like if you go to Tallahassee, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. You yeah. Might get the southern, shot.
3: <laughs> it's so weird because that Florida's like that because Florida has a lot of like big gay happening spots.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Miami is basically Cuba. So yeah. it's like, what is happening? Like, how do we have it's a, We're very eclectic. We're very, I don't want to say inclusive. <laughs> But we're very, we're very diverse. That's. The I word. feel like
3: it's like it's like Texas, Florida, and Texas are so big. The larger cities that have more of an impact are very inclusive, but it's all the smaller cities and towns that are not that kind of overpower that.
1: I feel like the whole cryptid thing is is interesting in in, in and of itself, especially when we're talking about American folklore, because each of these monsters comes from states that are you know nothing comes from like south dakota or like a state we don't give a shit about right <laughs> but and i'm sorry if you're from south dakota but like really what's there the the faces what is that the
2: faces you know
1: the faces on the mountain oh mount
2: rushmore
1: yeah mount Gushmore. yeah that that's there right that's in south dakota
0: pretty sure it's south dakota
1: yeah okay See, i knew that all right yay america i'm american <laughs> so when you talk about that, like, it's just interesting how some of these cryptids that come from these more rural or suburban areas in each of their states, except for, I want to say the Mothman was more like in people's faces, but when you talk about Bigfoot, when you talk about, you know, any of the witches, they're all in like more suburban or rural areas, which I find interesting. So they're not in the big, big cities either, right? So What do you guys think about that? Well,
3: Because doesn't Mothman make appearances in some big cities?
1: He's the only exception. That's what I said. He's the only exception. But for the other ones, I feel like all of them are just in like little, I don't want to say podunk areas, but.
3: It's kind of just like animals in general, like construction people, things like that are going to naturally make creatures of any type go out towards the woods because that's something also interesting that I wanted to kind of discuss when it comes to these monsters is what's the likelihood of them actually existing
1: well let's talk a little bit about the documentary itself and the monsters that we focused on and then I kind of want to end the episode on that because I think it's really interesting when you're watching the documentary everybody who's talking seems to really believe in what they're discussing, right? I don't know if all of you noticed that or not.
0: Oh yeah, they totally, totally did. Like, th- and they were like, "This is not." I mean, I had fun with the documentary, but it's not a very in-depth. It's very like surface level. Was like, a- and "We got these two podcasters, and it- <laughs> one of them was an influencer, and the other guy was a researcher of the weird."
4: He's like, "I'm a, I got a PhD and <laughs> my doctorate in the science of weird." <laughs> like, "From the <laughs>
0: University of Phoenix." Yeah, you can <laughs> see <laughs>
1: Like, and, and that's the thing some of them are quote content creators and this that some of them are folklore researchers which that i can i can get behind because that falls in more more in the line of like literature and yeah. history and that, things of that nature so yeah. like the two chicks and i wrote i wrote i try to write everybody's names down but the one chick like the older white one with the longer hair
2: was it sarah or Camille,
1: Camille, or Sarah—I can't remember. She was the white one, and then the one with the cropped haircut. I feel like those two were the most credible credible researchers here because I really because they're they're both researchers. So when they were discussing things, they were discussing things very objectively. I've,
2: I got to say, they're—I'm looking on IMDb right now. Their uh, their pictures for their IMDb—it looks like like a Mortal Combat tower stacking. Like they don't have very <laughs> good faces. They're all like uh. only believe girls. <laughs>
1: No, I, they just so happened to be girls, but I feel like the one chick was androgynous, so she doesn't count. Anyways.
0: In Adrian's defense, the guys in this documentary didn't really do themselves many favors as far as being credible, like, uh, scholars. I mean, I can go on any documentary and call myself a researcher, the weird, because I've got a phone and a Wikipedia article I can read. Like, what makes this, these people were researchers?
1: So the one guy, the, the black guy that was basically the host of the show, he's the producer of the show. And what was his name? Lamont Purley, Senior, host, producer, African American -American
3: podcast or folklore. Yeah, that sounded super
2: interesting.
1: So I would actually be interested in listening to that. But they're the white guy who I can't even remember. Like I wrote all their names down, and I forget who who goes with who.
2: (laughs) The one that looks like the dollar store Charles
1: Band. Chad Lewis. (laughs) Oh, bless his heart, (laughs) researcher of the weird. And I'm like, okay. Which I, you know what, I commend somebody for getting that because are we any better? We're doing an entire, we do an entire show based on like crap that nobody cares about, right? It's like horror. (laughs) Like there's only like 20 of us that, that care about this stuff. So there you go. But at the end of the day, I think that this documentary was interesting and I think that they made it for TV. When it's very I thought it was interesting but it, like you said surface level but they had made it for TV and you know this because they kept having to repeat themselves it was like watching an episode of Unsolved Mysteries like every time the commercial ends and then the show comes back on they have to recap everything in case you missed it yeah. and they kept doing that and I'm just like there's no commercial I mean there's commercials on Tubi but the commercials weren't happening during the recaps the commercials would be happening during Chad Lewis's Charles Band's, whatever mid-sentence <laughs> bullshit and I'm just like okay okay but you
0: know whatever yeah and also in this documentary's defense they went over 10 cryptids in an hour and a half you can't go but so deep when you're trying to get like five minutes on you know the mothman or another five minutes on bigfoot so i guess they can't go but so deep anyway
2: yeah, and I think I texted the group too when we were watching it. And I said, oh, this is so hokey. Like, uh- <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: it was exactly like, did y'all ever see Paranormal Caught on Camera? No. no. Yeah, that's a show I used to watch, which is interesting because they actually had like camera footage of what they thought was paranormal stuff. And then there would be these specialists, like the ones we had in this film that would kind of like break down and like they'd have people that specialize in like video editing to be like, yeah, you can totally do that with this or no, that's not fake. So that's kind of what it reminded me of.
2: I felt like this would have, Fit be, besides it being like a TV thing, like, I really felt like this would have came on like after Days of Our Lives and before Judge Judy. Like, that's how <laughs> like...
1: okay. And Days of Our Lives defense, my brother and I are both named after Days of Our Lives characters, so you can't come for that show. <laughs> and the brother and sister on the show. Oh, sorry, Aww. Ma, I threw you under the bus, but yeah, it just could have been better. Yes, but think about the audience that's pandering to, and think about again, we're, we're counting down, just like Jason said they probably could have gotten more information and in had they not had to keep repeating, oh, we went to here, we went to here, we went to, to Texas, we went to Arizona, and now we're here. And they kept having to repeat these things. And I feel like this could have been such a good informative, because I love horror documentaries. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I love a good horror documentary. One of my favorite ones is I watch all the time is actually Red, White, and Blue the horror documentary that's on Prime, it's really in-depth, it's very informative, and it really kind of goes through the layers of the horror movies in America and how they match the American climate at the time. And so we should do that at some point. People hate to think this, and even B-movies are, especially Doug's B-movies, because he's constantly referring to Karens and these types of people, right? All of the, like, I feel like every horror movie is political in some way. And people don't like to believe that it was just a horror movie. No, there's a political commentary and you can get away with it better with a horror film or, you know, and, and they, in this documentary did mention that some of these cryptids were manifestations of feelings of going on that were going on in that wherever the hell it was happening, manifestation of like everybody's anger, manifestation of this, and so I really truly believe that horror is a really great way to kind of showcase these things in the guise of horror. So people who aren't really, and not even, I don't want to say that they're not smart, but they're not intelligent enough to recognize that they can still enjoy it without taking anything political away from it does
0: that make any sense or am i just Oh yeah, sure i mean you look at some of the recent big movies that come out recently like get out or us are certainly very political horror movies uh with a a theme so i mean yeah they always reflect the time that they come out i mean look at all those torture porn movies the 2000s we were just mean because everybody was at war constantly in the 2000s all those movies were just mean and violent and aggressive you know
1: Mm -hmm. And everybody was angry then, like it was just a really difficult time. And and those films were a reflection of what was happening here in this country. And so, you know, this is probably our most July 4th episode I want to say ever. So
3: (laughs) yeah, you're welcome.
1: Thanks, Mikey. Do you have the countdown or do you want me to do the countdown?
3: I started doing the countdown, but then you were like, it's my show. I'm running this show. So I stopped at six. Mm -hmm.
1: Why don't you do the last five? So we'll just go through the list quickly. Mikey will do 10 to five, I'll do four to one or no, right? 10 to-
3: I'll do 10 to to six because I don't have five.
1: Okay, 10 to six, I'll do five to one and then we'll all break away and just kind of discuss. And so after that, we'll do Jason, you go first. Mikey, Doug, I want you to go last because Doug's is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the the perfect way to kind of like- I
3: want to quote him. It's the, it's the Doug cryptid. Like, if there was a cryptid on this list that would be Doug in a secret life, it would be that one.
1: Oh, no.
2: Talking about the octopus, right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah.
1: octopusy. Oh,
2: but uh, no, I, I'll explain to you the, the guy that's talking about it. Think of, like, a, the they call them the Galoots from Ren and Stimpy, where they're scratching their ass and they have their gut hanging out and telling their story of their oh life. That's God. what it reminded me of. Yeah, the Galoots from Ren and Stimpy.
3: Yeah, he was interesting. Coming in at number 10, which I assume means this is the least scary of the top 10 monsters of America, is the Chupacabra, known as the Goat Sucker, which was also AIDS name in high school.
1: (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I couldn't
2: goat sucker, yeah, shooting the goat milk (laughs) out of your nose.
1: Micah is not (laughs) present so we're not playing this game today. I'm sorry
2: he was rubbing off on me.
1: Oh
2: god. But anyways
3: Chupacabra we had we were like deciding if we were gonna pick monsters to kind of like talk about of course I'd have to do this one because I live in Texas and Chupacabra is mostly talked about and discussed in the south and Mexico and I don't know are we just listing them or are we going to talk about them a little bit?
1: Just quick what is it and then what is the media surrounding it? So basically what the fuck is it and then what are some books movies based around it is there anything popular that we we know about blah 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 okay. that's it
3: so yeah so chupacabra folklore so this documentary did actually teach me something the original concept of the chupacabra was that it was an alien and they have like the illustrations of what it looked like originally. I don't know if y'all remember that, but originally they thought it was an alien. But then it kind of evolved once sighting started happening that it was more of like a, uh, I forgot how they described it. It was like a dog with alligator skin and some sort of snout. And the chupacabra, even though it's like considered a cryptid and folklore, it's actually kind of pop culture, at least in Texas, because I went to the zoo with Olivia last week and scared the shit out of me. They have a bad exhibit. And in the bat exhibit, all the lights are off. And so you go in there and you can see the bats just like chilling or whatever. And this bat exhibit has been there since I was a kid. So I, I don't really go in there because I like am not a big fan of bats. Olivia wanted to go in. And so I was like, fine, we'll go see the bats, but don't get scared. She's like, okay. We walk in, I get scared because they put a fucking chupacabra next to the bats. And it's all dark. And I just see these glowing red eyes. And it's like what a chupacabra would look like from what they've all gathered. And there's even a real cute placard next to it that kind of goes into the science and like the evidence we have of the chupacabra. And I was like, okay, I appreciate this now. I don't appreciate when I almost just took a shit on the floor when I walked in here. <laughs> um, so I always, I thought that was a real funny story. The next, well, and also as far as movies go, chupacabra movies- has gotta release, be an asylum
2: movie somewhere. There's, there's, right.
3: a, there's a couple- <laughs> Even one of Doug and I, and my friend Joe Castro has made one.
2: Yeah, it's a trauma movie now.
3: Yeah, I forgot what it was called because there's, there's a, a Legend Pabla. of the Chupacabra. Legend of the Chupacabra, but they've all, you know, they're all kind of in the same vein of like a trauma asylum type film. Is that um, the guy who did here times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the Chupacabra. I think that's all I wanted to say about that. Moving on, next we have the black-eyed peas. I mean, the black-eyed children. <laughs> I only recently heard about this because I sometimes listen to podcasts that discuss like horror or like scary true stories, and I have heard of the black-eyed children, which are these children that show up to your house and they don't have eyes. Basically, it's not like they—it's not like they're missing. It's just it's all black in their eyes, and so. You're not supposed to let them in. Uh, this documentary kept kind of comparing them to the vampires, which I was like, I guess. Not supposed to let them in, because if you let them in, then they don't kill you. But when they leave, you kind of just start having a bunch of mis, uh, unfortunate shit happen to you. The biggest story was that a woman let them in. And when they left, I think she ended up getting cancer and her cat died or something. I mean, it could have just been a coincidence. But... <laughs> There's apparently a couple other stories where bad shit happens based off of people who have let these kids in. They're not really in films. The one thing they are in is a Hulu Into the Dark entry, which if you all aren't aware, Hulu basically has a series called Into the Dark where they make a horror film based off of a different holiday, yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, Blumhouse puts it out. Yeah,
3: yeah. and they're actually pretty good. I've, I've liked more than I have not liked when it comes to those seen, entries i've only seen a handful of those i've been trying to watch all of them i think i'm like halfway done but they have an entry called they come knocking which is about the black eyed kids or the black eyed children next we have <laughs> yes uh next we have the oklahoma octopus which you may be asking yourselves but slasher's podcast there's no oceans in oklahoma and
2: you'd be right
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> So I guess this is my turn to segue, right? The Oklahoma octopus. Take it, Doug, with your eight 8 inch arms. I mean, your eight arms. All right. So the eight inch arms squirting black ink. Uh, mm. So anyway, this, this octopus. Yeah, apparently it's in Oklahoma. And people go swimming in this lake. And, uh, you know, when people are like,
4: I can't I can't swim anymore.
2: It sucks them down. And it's, it's the octopus's fault. You know, you got to blame someone on something on someone. So, yeah, everyone's after this elusive octopus that lives in the fresh water that gets around. Well, octopuses are pretty smart. So maybe this one's like, Oh, you know what? I want to be an urban legend. So maybe I'm going to be a jerk, but now we got our one character. I'm trying to, was his name David Weatherly? I, anyway, he's this guy, like, as I mentioned before, think of the, the very large guys from Ren and Stimpy that have their guts hanging out. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, they talk like that and they're hairy. This one guy's like, I've been chasing
4: after, uh, uh, I've been chasing after this Oklahoma octopus and You know, this is my life goal. Mm. Oh, Oklahoma (laughs) octopus. Uh, Basically, it's like if if I'm Moby Dick or or wait, no, I'm I'm sorry. If I'm Captain Ahab and he's my Moby Dick,
2: but Moby Dick is actually an octopus. Basically, it's (laughs) like and the way they edit it, like he's legit serious. But I think the editor was like laughing behind the scenes. So that's why they're like, you know, I'm going to give this guy, make this guy seem like he's serious. But.
0: He was just like standing out in an open field and be like, I'm going to find this octopus. I'm going to hunt it down.
2: I'm going to find this octopus and take him down.
0: I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to find it for science.
1: (laughs) This man has never read Moby Dick his entire life. (laughs) And you know it.
2: (laughs) Well, he even said, I'm Moby Dick. I'm like... No, no maybe you are Moby Dick. No, you're but... not.
1: Captain Ahab. You'd be Captain Ahab. And... <laughs> like he got
2: the thing. he names a Moby Dick. I'm like this. Mm, I can't no. Do it. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, the, and then I also got confused. Well, there was another guy too later on, but uh, we'll get to him later. The, I call him the the Ghostbuster of a uh, Bigfoot. He's like, I made this cop car specifically
4: for Bigfoot. And uh you know, if I arrested him, he'd go in the car. Hopefully this scares him away, but he could easily rip the door off. So I really don't know why I made a cop car to arrest him. I guess it's cool though,
2: right? Yeah. That's how a lot of these people are that are being interviewed on this. And and the, the person who edited this documentary knows it. It's kind of just like <laughs> fuck her in.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard of this octopus before? before? Like I'd never even I've heard never heard of this, heard of this
2: before.
1: Yeah, but who the fuck ever talks about Oklahoma, except for the bombing? Like, do you ever talk about Oklahoma?
3: It's very true. I think I've never heard of this one before, but I kind of liked seeing something new because we can only hear about Chupacabra and Bigfoot and La Llorona Mm -hmm. so many times before we're like, okay, I get it. But (laughs) an octopus that is very far from the ocean and somehow travels between three major lakes in Oklahoma is very enticing.
1: Well, they did explain that the octopus had adapted to fresh water, hence why he is able to survive.
3: But how do they explain that it's attacked people in the three different lakes that are not near each other?
5: <laughs> Maybe it, takes it a Uber. Maybe there's an <laughs> underwater
3: <laughs> tunnel system. And that one guy was like, uh, you know,
0: it's it's possibly demonic, and I think, you know, maybe it's dry eating their souls. And I was like, yeah, I was like, where did that come
3: from? I think what? it's demonic, and it's eating souls. It's
0: like
1: it's eating, eating pro life mega souls. I love that. Oh my, my goodness!
3: There's probably a lot of that <laughs> in
1: Oklahoma. I'm yeah,
5: pretty sure yeah. they're
3: gonna say the opposite, Aid. They're eating um, abortionists and
2: homosexuals.
1: Yeah, but who else lives the, Like, who lives in Oklahoma voluntarily? Like, the only just place ever, because I, the I,
2: octopus keeps eating all the gays. <laughs> I wanted to get out of Oklahoma so bad. I went to boot camp at Fort Sill there for, for nine weeks and I hated Oklahoma. I was a fucking pimple on Satan's ass. Like that's really what it was. Oh
1: my god, I keep forgetting. I'm so sorry. Doug is a veteran. You're a veteran, right? <laughs> Doug
2: yeah. Doug veteran. fought for your freedom aid.
1: Doug fought for me to not have my freedom. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate yes. you. Yeah,
2: thanks Supreme Court and Mitch McConnell go. <laughs> yeah. Doug fought for your
3: Doug fought for the freedom of guns, not you, silly. I
5: know. <laughs> Um,
2: At any rate,
3: coming in at number seven, we have the Rougarou, which I know I've seen something or seen a movie that talks about the Rougarou, but I don't really remember because I didn't know, I had no idea what it was when I Heard it. Basically, a Rougarou is just a Cajun werewolf. I thought I was going to do this one. Oh, so I'll do by it. all yeah, means, yeah. Jason. So, please.
0: you may have heard of the Rougarou on Supernatural. There's a couple episodes of Supernatural that have the Rougarou. I remember ah. it. So I watched the first, like, four or five seasons of it, of Supernatural. Did it take place in Louisiana? I think it did, but it wasn't, it was a little bit more of a, just, man-eaters. I don't think you really saw them go full werewolf all the time, and they were oh. born that way. They weren't, you know. Oh, okay, Lady Gaga. Bitten by it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it's basically just a Cajun werewolf that's really all it was it was they were saying it had it's uh, origins from the French Lougarou or something like that Lou, yeah, lulu, yeah. L- and um, L- the L- way L- to get rid L- yeah. of the yeah the way to get rid of the Rougarou was the weirdest thing I'd seen in a long time just throw 13 pennies at it and it'll stop and count but it can only count to 12 so it'll just keep going over and over I was like of all the things to to kill a cryptid with just
3: in, I don't even keep loose change on me anymore so I'm fucked like it didn't kill them. It confused them until the sun came up and then they would leave.
2: Now, is this the one where they turned? There was one of them where they're like, oh, if you're not a good Christian conservative, we turn you into a... Was that the well,
0: be, if you're, you It would attack people that weren't adhering to Lent, essentially. Oh, so if you're yeah, eating chocolate is. when you're saying you're not supposed to be eating chocolate, then the Rougarou is going to come after you and eat you.
3: Yeah, and oh. as the most Christian here, I'm safe. So I'm also wondering, was it just
0: catholics and christians like what are, i'm sure there's lots of jewish people in new orleans you know like are they going after they're not going to you know practice lent you know
1: well i think <laughs> that i think the rougarou well remember the jacket which is funny they were saying it they say it like it's the cajun accent because the cajun accent is like the like the southern accent of front like the C-
5: yeah. <laughs> well,
2: give me your cajun accent i want to hear it
1: Oh, I, no, the only thing I know is from Remy, or, or I'm sorry, Gambit of uh, X-Men, and that's it.
2: I just know Princess
3: of <laughs> the Frog.
0: Wasn't one of the characters in True Blood the first season, wasn't there a Oh, yes, yes, oh, yeah, Remy, Remy,
1: yeah, he was- <sighs> He was Cajun, and he turned out to be the the oh spoiler alert! Spoiler he was the alert. murderer. Yeah, I was he like, wasn't Ooh. actually Cajun,
0: right? It wasn't actually Cajun, was it? No,
1: he wasn't. He well, he was faking his Cajun accent. Though. How about
0: Rugerous and True Blood? Okay, I just realized this. How was that? They hardly just straight maybe werewolves. they just went with they werewolves have were- in general. Were- yeah, they have
1: werewolves, true. but, but the, they also had the, like
3: werepanthers.
1: Panthers. I feel like the Rugerous is just more complex, and that they're not well. J- I'm sorry, Jason, taking away your thunder. No, you're were-
3: fine. Oh, I wasn't fine for me earlier, but I guess when aid does it.
1: (laughs) Mikey, we were supposed to just list them. And then you were just like, oh, you took this one. So here. So now we're going to list it as we list it. If you have the person or the cryptid, excuse me, just jump out and give us your info. Yeah. Because we're already at 35 minutes. So anyways, but Jason, what are the, I'm sorry. i maybe you're paying more attention because I, that that was yours. So I was paying attention, but I wasn't. I got you. I was in my phone a little bit. So didn't they like explain like there was more of a not of a, a malevolent thing with the rugaroo? Well, I just I don't
0: know if it wasn't necessarily malevolent. Uh, yeah, a little bit, and they would eat. But like I said, the, the biggest thing they were trying to do was uh, attack people who weren't observing lint was the biggest thing. Um, I remember they talked about the whole story, which is basically the plot, the silver bullet, where a, a kid was getting chased by one, and he cut him, and then the, yeah. the town position showed up with, uh, the, with the, the the cut. Cup. I was like, okay,
3: that's literally just silver bullet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I I think it's it's interesting because it's kind of like werewolves are already such like a classic monster that everybody knows about. It's kind of like saying, if you're a vampire, but in Texas, we're going to call you the boo-boo-boo-boo. Yeah, exactly. And
0: so it's like, and they even, yeah. And like A was saying earlier, they mentioned like similar. Apparently, Michigan's got like the Michigan Dog Man in the, like yeah. the Wisconsin, which is like just other ways of being a werewolf, but they get it more, you know, regionalized, I guess. And of course, of all Louisiana Cajun Creole stuff is really, really out there, you know, yeah. it's, it's like for all of the French stuff. It's basically the Southern accent with French on there. It's really it's just a really interesting place.
2: Actually, I think the Ruguru is pr- trying to curse me. You know, I, was, I snuck a chocolate. So.
0: <laughs> oh douglas only during Lent, though, apparently so get it all out for mardi gras and then when mardi
3: gras is over you better be on your best behavior oh actually that's a good point because lent is triggered not triggered but lent follows mardi gras yeah that brings it all to the cajun theme
1: i love i could live in new orleans i had the best time there i, mean, I did too yeah what i love the uh, city
2: <laughs> have you eaten king cake i remember yes. I ate king cake and i, I swallowed the baby so sw- <laughs> I swallowed. No, a I didn't
1: swallow the baby. I've swallowed <laughs> like,
2: many babies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh well. That kind of baby, yes. But no, not the little plastic baby. Oh, and a side note. So my kids were fucking with me all year. Like they were, I guess I don't know what it is, but they must have been ordering those little king cake babies. And so all year, I kept finding different colored king cake babies, like there'd be little white ones, black ones, whatever, but then there'd be blue, purple ones. And they would stick them like in different places. And like, you know, because I'd have paper over here for them, I pencils here for them. And I kept finding these babies. And I was just getting so mad, I'm like, where are these babies coming from? And then one of my girls, she was like, Miss, you can buy them on amazon i'm like that's not what i was asking I'm Like, what the <laughs> fuck, who the fuck is throwing babies around
2: well, well don't tell the supreme court they'll probably ban king cakes after this Or you just dis- discard babies everywhere. we're
1: discarding plastic babies oh no Ugh. anyways okay let's continue oh, that was at fair. any
3: rate the yeah. last cryptid that i have on my list before aid takes over and we can yell at her this time is the jersey deville Um, a classic. Yeah. I, the Jersey devil actually is probably one that freaks me out the most because wasn't there like a whole thing about the Blair Witch project that like, there's like a theory that the Blair Witch is actually the Jersey devil because it takes place in the Pine Barrens. I don't remember, but when I was younger, I used to, when I had my first corporate job, I think I was like 19, I was like a secretary and I wasn't really doing anything. So I would spend a lot of time reading about these folklores and the jersey devil like really freaked me out just like the accounts that people had and stuff so uh if i if i remembered that that was on the list i probably would have volunteered to dive into it more but do we have any movies about the jersey devil
2: we have a really cool ps1 game what's it called (laughs) jersey devil it was like crash bandicoot
3: (laughs) isn't the last broadcast about the jersey devil the last broadcast is about the jersey devil or the wendigo i don't remember which one
1: okay um all I can think of is that episode of Seinfeld where David Putty painted his face as the devils and like he gave the priest a heart attack because that's a, that's a hockey team, right?
5: So, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: so they were all like for New York or whatever. And then Putty was wearing the devil's makeup and Lane's like, what the fuck? And she has to go sit with him with those devils face. But yeah, so I, I never even knew that was the thing. I'm like, New Jersey in and of itself, New Jersey is truly the armpit of America. Like, everybody wants to talk shit about Florida, but do we forget about New Jersey, or are we just, like, putting that aside for now? Like, I don't understand. Um, New Jersey
3: Littor is quite beautiful, thank
1: yes. you.
0: Everything I know about New Jersey, I learned from Bruce Springsteen and The Sopranos, okay?
2: So-
3: yeah, but if you know only New Jersey history based off of Jersey Shore, then maybe you'd
2: have that opinion. Well, all I know as people, you know everyone's from Jersey, can say, I'm from Jersey. So, or um, they had the Jersey. spray tan face that just like... So,
0: uh, uh-huh. i remember the college years when jersey shore was huge and we would always like pregame. we'd watch the jersey shore and then we would just go out and get hammered I, it was just a thing to do where i was from <laughs> That was the weirdest time
3: i can see jason being a little guido
0: oh yeah i was slick my hair back i had it dyed black at the time
5: so, oh. uh, no i'm just kidding no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's another piece of the puzzle um <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I just, my thing is, is that like, don't come for Florida. We have New Jersey. You can still come for New Jersey. Like nobody cares about that. So moving on. As, was that your last one? Was that, was the that was number
3: Bellwitch? six. We have number five left. So you can take over. Cause I didn't write those down.
1: Okay. So number five, well, was, which was actually my thing was the, the bell witch. And so I chose the bell witch, which it, her cave is behind me. They do tours. Ladies and gentlemen in Tennessee, and I love Tennessee. I've been to Knoxville, had a great time. Really want to go to Nashville. I could live there, but it snows, so I don't know if I would actually move. Anyway,
3: are you from Tennessee? Who me? Yeah.
1: No, I'm from upstate New York.
3: Because that's a ten I see. <laughs> oh. oh. Is
1: that me? Are you talking about me? Oh, gross! I I'm not
3: yeah.
1: a <laughs> oh, I hate you. Anyways. The Bell Witch, basically one of the biggest movies that was based off of her was American Haunting. So I don't know if y'all saw that, but that was in 2005 and Donald Sutherland and Sissy Spacek were in it. I remember seeing this movie in the movie theater. At the time, I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened in this movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's always a good sign of a good movie, right?
1: (laughs) I mean, whatever. They had a good cast. Uh, Tom Fowl was in it. I know he's in a bunch of movies too. So, but she's basically a supernatural being. She's not really a witch. She's a ghost, which is what confuses me because they, they were saying she manifests as animals, birds. Sometimes she comes as a girl she's hairy or she has soft hands and she can imitate voices and she basically haunted the bell family and that's what i thought was the most interesting thing about this documentary was that one of the bell family members was actually on there to comment about it like i mean obviously he wasn't alive when it happened but (laughs) you know he was one of the descendants of the bell family so that was really cool so there were instances instances i'm sorry i'm sounding like i'm from florida there were instances where the documentary actually had some good information to to kind of convey to us and not just try to like pander to everybody because i I mean if you really think about it it's like with newspapers newspapers are written on a sixth grade level why because we have to make sure everybody understands so that's basically how this documentary was in my opinion sure.
0: yeah <laughs> and that, that was kind of interesting that he was on there i wish they'd done more stuff like there are people who saw who had had uh saw like one of these cryptids or whatever it would have been more, more interesting they had some of that as opposed to just talking heads talking about stuff you know that was that was kind of my critique with the documentary would have been a little more interesting had they had some more people on the dock that I had experiences with it.
1: That and- was like that Hutchinson chick this week saying, Oh, well, so-and-so told me that Trump did this. Like, okay, thank you for like getting on the stand and telling us this, but you didn't see it. You're just it's hearsay. Like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? But that that's what it basically was, but they actually had a Bell family member and he, you know, he was there to kind of comment on what happens. So it was basically basically about this lady named Kate Bass and she curses the Bell family and the farm The Bell family was haunted by different beings. However, now people believe her to be a poltergeist. So she's not just a witch, but she's a poltergeist. What is interesting about the Bell witch is that there's over 19 books written about this bitch. (laughs) One of them, which came into a movie. And so there are about seven films. We've got The Bellwitch Haunting from 2013. There's another one with the same name, 2004. We've got the the big one that I remember seeing with Donald Sutherland. The because I, I have a list. <laughs> 2005, The Bellwitch Legend, 2007. The Mark of the Bell Witch, 2004. Bell Book and Candle came out in 1958. So I'm sure no. that was popular back then because it was... You know, a horror film back in the fifties. What was it
2: called? Bell Bell Book and Candle.
1: Bell Book and Candle
2: it sounds like a furniture store. You know, I'm sure some people burned it. You
1: know And then the Bell Witch legend, which came out in 2008. So really, with her, I mean, the the best thing, which is why I I did the cave, because this, she really sort of kind of reminded me of the Blair Witch. And the cave is located in Adams, Tennessee near where the bell farm once stood the cave is approximately 490 feet long people say that they see her in there sometimes and um it's privately owned but they do tours throughout the summer and in october so if you ever happen to venture out that way i think that'd be a fun little thing to scare you know the piss out of you while you walk in uh and maybe (laughs) she'll appear to you but she's basically a poltergeist she is not a witch which i find interesting they call her that but i you know she's a woman so she must be a witch right so,
3: oh, of course whatever. naturally burn the witch
1: <laughs> well you know what was interesting so side note when i was in st augustine and i was in the torture museum they had the scale that they actually used to make people get on and, and witches are supposed to be under 99 pounds because the broom can't hold more than 99 pounds <laughs> So if you got on the scale, it would tip and tell you, like, if you were a witch, a demon, a this, a that depending on your weight, like, this is a real thing. So I get on it. I go, am I allowed to stand on this thing? And Dan's not even answering because God forbid he listened to me for five minutes. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to stand on it. I stood on it and then right away, it tells me I'm a fucking witch. <laughs> <laughs> i like, I so, guess I would have been burned at the Jesus.
0: stake. All I can think of now is a uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they put her on. the had to wear against the duck. <laughs> like, if she weighs more than a duck because they float, that must mean she's a witch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See, if I was, if they confused me as a witch, witch burned at the stake. Make mine medium rare, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
1: god. So that was the Bell Witch. So she was mine. That's why we spend a little bit of time on her. But moving, moving right along. Number four, the Mothman. West Virginia, AKA the harbinger of death. They kept repeating harbinger of death. Like stop saying harbinger because you want to say that word. That was pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Big
2: words. What is this PBS? <laughs> no, this is Tubi.
1: 1967 was his first sighting. Apparently he has, eye, you know, massive wings, red eyes that hypnotize. And then there was this big bridge collapse and the the bridge that collapsed all the people right before it collapsed they claimed that the, to see the mothman and then the bridge collapsed and 46 people died in this accident so i thought that was interesting i mean not that they died but the fact that they all saw the mothman they think that the mothman brings them death i don't think that's the case and even the documentary says that i think that he's just there to warn them and these people fucking suck so that's their problem <laughs> anyways number three la Llorona. she was also mine Arizona, I thought she'd be like a Mexican thing.
3: Yeah, I thought so too.
0: I guess we're connected.
1: Arizona, you know, the film starring you know, Velma from Linda Zuby
3: Cardellini,
1: Linda <laughs> Cardellini, you know, with her perm and legally blondes so, all. yeah. So with La Llorona really quickly, she's a supernatural being. So she was based off of this woman named Maria. It's over a hundred years of sightings for her. Maria was seduced by some man. She had children and she either lost her mind or the baby daddy left. So she drowned the children in response. So after she dies and people condemned her to wander the night and she's always looking for children. So I assume that the film is that whenever there's water nearby that she takes the kids or she tries to kill the kids when people see water. That's really not the case. She's actually just like, I think the mothman in a sense where she's, she only targets two types of people. She appears in the water crying. Um, she can be anywhere. She's usually dressed in a white gown or veil, long dark hair. She can look beautiful or old, but she's a moral compass to men. So men who are, you know, a little promiscuous or acting a fool at the bar—guilty. She shows up <laughs> and she's like, "Nay, you may not do that."
3: Yeah, but I feel like she's an ally. <laughs>
1: you Probably. didn't leave tip-
0: She's the original promising young woman. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs>
1: Where was it like Mary Lou, Prom Mary Lou? That's who I was. I kept thinking of that when I was listening to that. prom night two, something, something.
0: (laughs) That is a movie and a half. If you guys haven't seen that, one
1: I love that movie. movie (laughs) We'll do that when
0: school gets back in. We'll just do high school slash movies.
1: That would be so fun. Okay. Slasherspot at gmail.com if you agree. But (laughs) But anyway, she also targets children, and but basically, parents use her, and this is true because parents have. Been, I mean, Macky and I are Hispanics, so maybe that's. A, I don't know how white people behave. But
3: <laughs> Doug's Hispanic too, a little bit. A little
1: yeah. oppressive.
3: Was- that's how white
0: people behave, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like they, there's always like some kind of myth to kind of scare the shit out of you, so you go to bed. And in this case, La Llorona was something that the parents would use to scare the kids, and then they would like behave right so yeah. she's not what the movies i guess are trying to convey with la Llorona, there's 56 over 56 bu- books written about her and yeah. most of them are young adult fiction or children's books or fantasy simply because <laughs> they're using book. her they're using her as a warning to I children
0: had never heard of this this uh nia this created until that movie came out like five years ago like, oh Zeta yeah i'd mm-hmm. never heard of this no i'd never heard
2: of it well, it was a good scary, like parents, I see why La Llorona would be good for kids. Cause you know, it's like, Oh, make sure you're home before dark. Well, you can't do that nowadays, but make sure you're home before dark because La Llorona comes out and she's like, Oh, i see you. And she takes yeah. the kids off the street. So
1: good. Good for her.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get your little skanky kids off the street. Why are they outside? <laughs> so there's that. So there's La Llorona. If y'all want to check that out, I have not seen the film. It's, it's a Blum house. Metadata, metadata, metadata. Mm. So if you want to watch it, I think it's streaming right now on Netflix. Actually, so. I
2: think that's Warner Hose.
1: No, it's Bumhouse. It's in it's, the, it um, the country. Oh, well,
2: same difference. So. Yeah,
1: whatever. It, it is what it is. But <laughs> Bumhouse follows us. So we can't say too much. Anyways, so number two, who the hell had the Wendigo or the Wendigo?
3: I don't think anybody had it, but Jake I do like the Wendigo. He was here. I yeah, mean, the Wendigo. Yeah. The Wendigoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: cute. Uh, our we new did shirt. Have
1: a Wendigoon. I thought we had a Wendigoon. Oh, but that, that was taken from us. I forgot. No, we did have a design that was the
3: oh. Wendigoon. Because the, Wendigo, the Wendigoon, the Wendigo is what Antler says about, isn't it? Yeah. That's
0: what I, I thought see. it was. Yeah. I mean, that was one. I wanted to go see that, but I mean, it was one of those early casualties of uh, the pandemic <laughs> movie theater watch. It
1: was like, um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's all go catch COVID to see antlers. Yay. But anyways, I thought that was interesting because it was from Minnesota. I'm like, who the hell cares about Minnesota? Apparently they're the the Wendigo.
3: Please note that AIDS opinions are not reflective of the Slashers podcast hosts.
1: Well, okay. No, that's true. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're from Minnesota, (laughs) I love you. I love Rosen Island. I watch watch Golden Girls. I love St. Olaf, if that's a real place. Yeah.
2: Minnesota, we love you. You have good uh, uh, sales tax. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and hot guys. Thank you. Hot confusion. Twin men. cities. What up?
1: <laughs> oh, do they have, uh, you know what? There's nothing like a good, like, you know, like Aryan blonde man to make my day. Anyways.
0: The twins. Ask me about the twins. The Minnesota.
2: <laughs> yeah. I get a cream pie from all sides. So. <laughs> Long or weird story. But
0: I just remember, so their college basketball team came to to Raleigh to play basketball for the tournament. And um, it was a, it was, uh, a lot of teams were playing there and my friend got tickets for it. And he was like, see, next week, uh, their their basketball team is called the Golden Gophers. And I just remember, like, uh, and they I had a big announcement, Uh, coming up next is Minnesota playing such and such. And then you just heard some weird, weird random guy going, go golfers. And, like, this weird, like, it's weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they would
2: uh, say, oh, I saw a golfer down
0: there. Go golfers. So we, every time add. I see Minnesota, just, in the back of my head, I always go, go
3: golfers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
1: well i didn't think the wendigo was there i thought it was like i was thinking of i don't know what it made me think of uh the ritual for some reason because of the horns yeah because the horns but they also said it was from upstate new york which is technically where i'm from so there you go we got a wendigo up up there too it's probably just some guy drunk. yeah he's
2: in office right now (laughs) is um but i'm not a wendigo i'm italian (laughs) that's what he said
1: (laughs) I know. I know. You know, there's just uh, uh, New York. Anyways, they say that the Wendigo is the embodiment of the harsh winners, devours human flesh. Good for him. Very smart. Mimics voices to lure people in. Okay, great. And then number one, we have Bigfoot.
2: Oh, I'm so tired of Bigfoot. Yeah. I, I, as soon as they said, oh, the last scariest monster, I'm like, Bigfoot, get the fuck out. Like, who seriously. Who
1: fucking cares about Bigfoot? Like, literally, who gives a shit?
2: I'm so
3: tired of that big bitch.
1: So, Doug, can you take this one over since this is your your shtick?
2: <laughs> yeah, so Bigfoot's got about a size 10 foot. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, so, so Bigfoot, you know, he's all over Washington. But, you know, Bigfoot's everywhere. Like, I remember them even saying, like, up Northern California where Willow Creek was, where they filmed that, you know, original Bigfoot walking stuff. But no, this has, like, I think my favorite character. I'll call him a character. But uh, they have, like, the Bigfoot conventions people are in. like a, It's like anime convention, but they're all dressed up in, like, Bigfoot. There's a there's a pink long-haired pink Bigfoot. Um, and they're out there in the heat, too, so I give them credit for these costumes. But then we get the one guy. I'm trying to remember what his name was, but all I remember him, he's uh, – See, I keep referencing these these cow and chicken stuff, but he looked like Fleming Earl from uh, Cow and Chicken, if you remember. That. I do, <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like like the the glasses, and then uh, just nerd, just really nerdy.
4: He's like, I I this is my cop car right here, and, and this is made to uh, arrest Bigfoot. Bigfoot's gonna be real scared. The lights are gonna shut him away. Um, I I even put a Bigfoot decal on the back window. So so if he comes by, he'll know that this is to arrest him. I mean, I'm a big guy myself, but Bigfoot could probably take me on too, or he just might rip the door off if I arrest him. So it doesn't really matter anyway, because uh, you know, I hope I don't have to arrest Bigfoot. But if I have to, my car is here and that's why the people here at the show really like me here because they know that I'm one-on-one with Bigfoot. We can battle it. like, And it's all
0: serious. He was driving a lifted Crown Big. I'm like, what of all the vehicles you could go Bigfoot? You can't really take that thing out in the
2: woods. Yeah, you go about five miles with the price of gas now. He's like, oh, gas is on. So.
1: He's like, he's like, oh, I had to get this. Uh, what was it? This, this kind of glass? And he's like, it took me a couple of years to get it. I'm like, who the fuck has time for that? Where are you getting this money? What do you do for a living? <laughs> like,
0: oh, I sell drugs. I'm a drug dealer.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I, I sell all over the upper Washington state area, you know, in the suburbs. street pharmacist.
0: Yeah, a uh, meth. Meth is what it really is, okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, from those decals, it looks like he went to 99 cents only stores and just bought the decals there. But uh, no, I mean, I guess Bigfoot Busters, like that's what he gave me the vibe of like just a single... Like imagine if Ghostbusters was this one one nerdy guy with a Bigfoot car. He's like, but I catch Bigfoot.
3: Well, everybody's a hobby, I guess. But I mean, steal. Like... yeah, I can't knock
2: him for that. We do a podcast.
3: Out of all the movies that have been out there, what have been the ones that y'all have liked about Bigfoot?
2: Night, night of the, of demon. the demons. Uh, there we go. That's... Yeah, the one where Bigfoot rips the guy's dick off when he's taking a piss.
1: That was the night of the demons.
0: Well, there's night of the demon and night of the demons. This yeah, is night terrible. of the
1: demon is the one from, that
2: came out in 1980. That's the one with the that's like the goriest Bigfoot movie
0: yeah that one came out in like 1980 you know mm-hmm. Night of the Demon is the one Night of the Demons is the one from with Linnea Quigley doing
5: the yeah. Lipstick thing
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well the there's a found footage one that's supposed to be really good now I can't even think of the name I think of
5: it's Willow called Creek. Willow, Creek. Yes. Willow Creek yeah, yeah. yeah. that's probably that
3: gonna one. be the I think that's probably like the scariest one I've seen um there's yeah. one
2: I, I have to admit that is the scariest one.
3: Yeah, there's a, there's another one that came out. It was like limited time in the theater, and it was very fucked up, and I did not like it. Harry um, and the Hendersons. Was
0: no.
1: That... <laughs> well, that's why I always think of Bigfoot as Harry and the Henderson. I'm like, how can you be scared of him? If twice?
3: you don't cry into that movie, you don't have a heart. Like, just... <laughs> no. But so there's um there is a podcast out there that just specializes in Bigfoot sightings and people call in and talk about their whatever and there is this one episode because i'm not really big on bigfoot my friend was like hey you should listen to this episode it's pretty startling or like disturbing and i listened to it and it was like an older man who was like hiding this i don't know if it's like a secret or what but where he ran into what he assumed was bigfoot in the forest and they were super close and he shot him and he killed him And like, I guess he left and then came back and the body, like no one ever reported a body. And he's been struggling with the fact that like, what if he actually shot like a person or was it Bigfoot? Um, But then he like describes Bigfoot and he's an older guy and like very seriously. And it's so strange to listen to it because he's talking about Bigfoot's body and how muscular it was. And he's like, Going into details about like the curvature of like his body. And then at the end, he's like, and he was erect. I was so uncomfortable listening to it that when I think of Bigfoot now, that's the only thing that I think of that comes to mind is that fucked up episode and wondering what this guy did. So Bigfoot's into bondage thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was just super weird. I don't mean any disrespect.
0: What would Bigfoot safe word be? Oklahoma? Yeti. Getting <laughs> don't,
2: pull, don't pull me out. I'm about to come, like, keep going for a few days. <laughs> are there really any good Bigfoot movies? There's a lot. This one, I forgot about this. So, Boggy Creek 2. Um, so it's the sequel to The Legend of Boggy Creek. This movie is actually kind of creepy. So, if you like, like, people being terrorized in a cabin by Bigfoot, I have the old laser disc of this. I
3: was gonna say, oh, is that a laser disc?
1: Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, you never
2: seen this? Oh, yeah, this oh. is for video viewers here. So, before DVD. This was this is a this is a laser disc. You have to flip it when the movie's halfway done, you gotta flip it out like that. And I that's the only copy I have Boggy Creek 2 on because it's not available on Blu-ray or anything.
1: Oh wow, that's actually really cool. I thought that they were smaller than that. No, no. no
2: it's it's big. It's bigger than my head. Yeah, I remember the only time <laughs> when I was
3: in seventh grade, we had like some science programs we had to watch on laserdisc together.
5: Hmm.
3: But I'm looking at Bigfoot movies. I feel like, I'm trying to see which ones I've seen, That Primal Rage is the one that I said was really fucked up that I didn't like.
0: I know there's a Lance Henriksen like a Sasquatch movie. Um, oh, it's
2: oh, called Sasquatch,
3: yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. I, I think I've seen that at some point. I don't remember anything about it. Abominable,
3: that sci-fi original yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Abominable, so I liked also, that one. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> oh, I loved it because it was like Rear Window, but with Bigfoot. Yeah. So is Bigfoot sasquatch and yeti are they the same thing
1: yeah it's a yeah. regional
3: thing
0: you i know. think
1: yeti is in the in the winter like yeti is in like the mountains and like snow no but sasquatch and 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 the bigfoot are the same thing unless you're the rugrats when they thought they said it was satchmo remember <laughs> they were so scared and like Stu comes out they're like we're running from satchmo is like the trumpet player <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to bring that in because that's the only thing i ever think of with sasquatch is rock rats but anyways
3: so there's another lance hendrickson bigfoot movie called devil on the mountain which has serena vincent who i really like but it's oh. probably not great
2: well there's also um another one for you uh vinegar syndrome lovers out there there's a movie called the geek it's a 1970s porno featuring bigfoot oh yeah. like fun. it's not very attractive though i mean this <laughs> The girl's asshole had more hair than Bigfoot in it. Oh and she my it. gosh, shouldn't
1: shave it. No, I'm yeah. like,
2: I'm like, is that the front or the back? Oh, wait a minute. I'm like, why am I questioning this? I'm watching a porno from the 1970s. So. Are you going to
0: double feature that tonight with that pussy? didn't shave anything. Yeah, back pussy, no. then.
1: Ew. Like, just shave it. Like, it was like a whole. Like, did you ever find like old parent, like old porn from your parents, and it was like
0: in the woods? Yeah,
1: yeah. But but see, I'm used to. Like,
2: I, I I could understand bush, like like you know, bu- vaginal bush. But hair in your ass, like it looked like a Brillo pad. Like
1: like it's just it was everywhere. <laughs> they didn't care. And I'm like, ew.
2: <laughs> so I was just thrown off by that. And then the paint the, they painted Bigfoot in like different colors. So when he's like fucking the girl in the ass, he has like the the smear paint all over her ass. I'm like, this is who, who's going to jack off to this?
0: Wait, so is this like a, a Sasquatch in blackface? Is that what you're trying to tell me right
1: now?
2: Yeah, basically, I did. It's a nice way of wording it. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, to that end, we're done with Sasquatch today. So really quickly before we end this, of all of the cryptids that we discussed today, Are there any that we feel that could possibly be real? So let's just go around the room. Mikey, let's start with you.
3: Well, I would have to say there's been pretty compelling evidence and video footage of things that look like they could be a chupacabra. It's not going to look like a fantastical monster, but based off of some of the footage, it kind of looks like a wildebeest, like mixed with a dog. It has like a, it has like a, coyote with no hair but like a wildebeest head so that one i wouldn't be surprised honestly the big octopus in the lake i joke around about it but if there is an octopus in the lake killing people it's not the end of the world for them it is but not for us
2: <laughs> well, i hope it is true because then oklahoma can make a new siete marés siete soup <laughs> <laughs> there
3: there's something about the jersey devil and the mothman that i just think something might be going on but I don't know exactly what it is only because of how long they've been around for. And like the sightings and then Bigfoot can go fuck himself. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) It probably does. (laughs) Okay. Dog, what about you?
2: Well, you know, I got to say I, I, out of all of them, I mean, the octopus one would be nice, but octopus and freshwater kind of hard to believe. I mean, the only thing that I could really think would be kind of true just because I don't, it's weird because I'm a skeptic on most things but I do feel like there is negative energy and negative vibes and certain things. So I do think the bell, Witch one could probably be the closest, like it's probably not the witch itself, like maybe just like bad energy in that cave somewhere. So I think that one is kind of true there. Cause you could sense it. I went to I mean, kind of, not going off topic, but to, um, when I was driving down to Tennessee, to see my buddy, Alex, um, when I was living in Ohio, um, there's this place called Bobby Mackey's music world. And it's right at the bottom part of Ohio into Kentucky. And I went there and they said, and I I was there at like five in the morning and it's really haunted because they said like in the basement, there's like a hole where they used to like chop people's heads off and throw it in the basement hole. And uh, I went there at five in the morning. It's near the train tracks. Um, And I felt like a weird vibe. Like, I don't know what it was. I felt like someone was tapping on the windows because I I parked in the parking lot, just like take pictures and stuff. And I don't know. It was weird, weird energy. So I'm like, maybe there's something there or maybe I'm just thinking it. But that's why I think the bell, which one would probably be the most true.
1: got oh, yeah, no, I agree. Jason, what
0: do you think? Chiba copper scene's the most uh, likely. I'm not sure like I, I really do, but I mean, you see all you see like coyotes with bad mange, you know, I can yeah. just kind of see that thing happening more than it. Uh, with Bigfoot and like other ones, like, you know, everybody's got trail cams. Everybody's got traps. Everybody's got drones flying out constantly. It's just really hard for me to swallow something that big. There's no proof for it, but you see videos, but I mean, you see like amateur cosplayers these days put out like stuff like they walked out of like industrial light and magic. You know, I just, it's hard for me to really believe in Bigfoot at this point. So yeah, Chippecabra sounds like the most likely. I want the Rugaroos to be true. That'd be cool. <laughs> The uh, New Orleans basketball team really, missed, really fucked up when they decided to go with New Orleans Pelicans and not the New Orleans Rougaroos.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I, I agree. I agree with Doug. I think that the Bell Witch, or even Lyrona, like it's like this bad energy or manifestation of energy that like comes with those things. I feel like anytime we to talk about ghosts or anything like that, it's just, it's always like this, like this hard, like anytime you're in a place where you just feel sickened to me, I think is more realistic. I also feel that chupacabra could be real because again, like Jason and Mikey had said, they were talking about that they could be coyotes with mange. And I'm like, that sounds more realistic than a, I just don't, I just don't know what the hell is draining the blood from the animals. So like what's happening, right?
0: That's the only weird part about the whole chupacabra thing. It was like, what's got two things and like, you know, sucking their blood.
1: Yeah. So that's the only Oh, okay, Doug. <laughs> oh, that- <laughs> you're pointing no, at me. Are no. you pointing at like we- we- all of us are in different order? Uh, yeah. Mikey, so yeah, you're well, pointing at You
3: oh, just Jason. have to think about who I was pointing at. <laughs> all
2: right, all right, Jason. I hope you have kids done unload right <laughs> oh, now. Oh so, Yeah, Mikey's going to take that one to the grave.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the- this, was- this was this was a lot of fun, guys. I'm glad we talked about this. And Mikey, thank you so much for suggesting this because this was a great episode for Fourth of July. And I think that. That, like talking about these cryptids in American folklore, like, you know, we do have our little, you know, shticks here. And and I know that there's a lot of other cryptids that are f- from different regional areas. And the documentary does mention that. So yeah. if you didn't hear something that was from your particular state or from your regional area, whatever, I'm sure it's mentioned in the documentary. If it's not, then I'm sure you can find something on it online and feel free to email us, aid at Pod gmail.com or you know messages on instagram and piss us off i don't give a shit anyways
3: <laughs> send us money so we can go investigate all these locations and figure out if they're real or not
2: and i'll pee myself for
1: <laughs> yes D- doug is ready to piss himself for the the scariness so <laughs> to that end we are about to, to tie up the episode. So I, uh, Mikey, where can we go to get any Slasher's Pod swag? Like, wh- what should we do? Do you want oh my something God. with a Goon Show on your tits? What would you, where would you go?
3: If you totally want a Goon Show on your tits, you can go to redbubble.com slash Slasher's Pod and view and buy any of our logos and art prints on anything you'd want from t-shirts, mugs, probably tampoons. I don't know exactly everything that's there um mouse pads you know body what are those pillows that hold you at night things like that <laughs> i don't know but t-shirts mostly are the way to go
1: okay and jason where can patreon members go to subscribe to our oh, patreon? We go to
0: patreon slash slashers podcast uh and you could john we have several tiers and lots of rewards we at least put out a, a fun patreon every uh every month uh and we glad to have anybody uh suggest what they would like to hear um, again, aid at slasherspodcast.com.
1: Okay. Thank you. And uh, Doug, I know we've got lots of uh, B movie TV to plug with you, which is Oh, why yes. I, I bet yes. You laugh.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, well, we got a really nice book that I'm reading. It's called AIDS Book. You remember? <laughs> Toxic Love.
1: Oh my
2: so God. <laughs> last call a toxic love story so you can find that book on amazon i have it down on my shelf so that's why i said i'm like oh yeah we better plug aids book oh, for the summertime reading you. so and we got to get we got to get the kids in summer school to read it for the progress. no
1: it's so, <laughs> so inappropriate
2: <laughs> we'll there's do...
1: a lot of sex in it people i can't
3: we'll <laughs> do an, an episode without aid and not tell her and then we'll release it of us reviewing her book oh,
2: yeah. yeah we'll do the voices but uh yeah so we actually we got a lot brewing um, it is Fourth of July today that you guys are listening to this, so this already happened on the weekend. But this weekend, there'll be it'll be in repeats too. But we got new Friday night action, new Saturday night tears. Um, the Saturday night tears that Yahira is hosting Saturday at 10 p.m. on B Movie TV on Roku. Um, it's actually my buddy Alex Powers' film. This is the first time it's going to be screened on any sort of platform. It's called The Con. So it's basically a real life story of what happened to us when we made uh, gross house and tried to get that submitted to film festivals and how we were re- rejected uh, multiple, multiple times. So it's a true life story. And apparently my character is a obese redneck. So in the movie, I <laughs> don't know how that happened, but I'm in the movie too. I play a, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm in the movie too. And uh, you may or may not see my dick and tits. I don't know, but you know, this was totally. a few years ago that we filmed that, uh, but it's, Available for the first time through B-Movie TV. And uh, we got a new Grandpa Oates Sundays at 10 p.m. This movie is a uh, uh, another big one here. We got a, tons of new skits in there. We got plenty of public access commercials in there. And yeah, Grandpa Oates is uh, more perverted than ever in this episode. So uh, come give him a visit set, uh, Sundays at 10 p.m. And, uh, yeah, so we got, and we got new slashers pod commercials. I edited that's going to play on the channel, like during intermissions and stuff. So, so keep an eye, you'll see the slashers podcast logo pop up every now and then. If you do take a picture and send it to us and we'll send you some stickers or a mug or a used tampon or something.
5: Yay!
1: Yay. (laughs) That's cute. Okay. Well guys, I had a great time tonight. I think that the four of us did a great job. Like we're so sweet to each other. So thank you boys for being so awesome.
3: Are you throwing shade at somebody?
1: Yes, I, I want to throw shade. <laughs> at the fact that nobody picked on me today, so it made me feel very good. So with that, I want to say happy Fourth of July, everybody. I hope we're having a great weekend and goodbye and good die.
2: Okay.
1: Hey Goons, eight here. Before you stop listening, make sure to stay tuned for a special hidden track. This one comes from Jason's voicemail. Uh, some crazy lady at 6 a.m. in the morning left this, but she sounds like she could possibly be encrypted or, or some kind of spooky thing. Anyways, enjoy. We thought it was hilarious. Just a like not even a minute. And if you guys have any suggestions for any hidden tracks for any local music or artists in your area, please make sure that you... Send them our way, aid at pod at com, or they can just message me through Instagram at pathologically ade. Enjoy.
5: Gloria, Gloria, you got my toes, she's getting my toes, getting my stuff ready for me. Don't be ugly. Gloria, please listen to me. peace, Gloria. Put a little bit of jelly on that see, I mean a uh, part of our pitch uh,